But I feel that we've we've missed an opportunity here, and maybe you'll want to go back because this is our first one back. Oh, I know. I'm and I was waiting for you to say, no, I'll get "Welcome there. back," and then I was like, "There should be the welcome back theme, Cotter Cotter, the welcome back Cotter song playing in the background." I can't play that due to licensing issues. This is true, but I could sing it. You could. Well, you know. Okay. But I just thought you were going to say welcome back no i and then I, you didn't so i, I was I'm gonna sorry. say it later but it's okay I really well this is why we, we don't script this but this you know, is true but. okay this is the small business podcast that is sweeter than all the rest marketing media and cupcakes so welcome this is actually episode 63 Ooh. of marketing media and cupcakes i'm john ando i am a filmmaker i have a media production company i call myself a media influencer and along with me is my beautiful wife, Angel. Hi there. She is a customer service expert. She also has a side hustle of a cupcake business, hence why you may have figured out we call this podcast Marketing, Media, and Cupcakes. And for those of you, thank you so much for the cards and letters concerned that we had died. <laughs> and yes. The, and for those of you who are new, we are on episode 63. We have done... Up until 62, we had done 62 episodes in a row. Over in a, a row. Over a year. We never missed a week. We never. never stopped. I was very proud of that. Even when some episodes we recorded the day and posted them immediately after. Literally. Because by God, we are not going to miss a week. And, no. And in, right around August, um, I said, we are going to skip a few weeks. We, uh, we, we were in the middle of uh, a remodel at our home, yes. which I have a home office. Uh, I'm in the middle of the busiest time of year with a we're, we're currently producing television programs for a TV station. We are producing several fundraising videos and we're heavily involved in church consulting. Yes. So I am running around like crazy. Yes, he's never here. And you have been busy again with doing cupcakes. It was a weekly thing, almost every week, one or two orders for but, like a solid seven and, or eight weeks. And you went back to the office. And then we went back into the office. For your customer service yep, gig. 30, so 30% to two in home, one there, and now we're back to 50%. And we had done a couple shows. I'm not saying any of them were less par than normal, but I just began to think, we haven't been able to have guests. We yep. haven't been able to really do the the quality job. No, that people expect with marketing, and media, and cupcakes. Exactly. And so, we just got tired of talking to each other. Well, that was no, that was not the case. <laughs> we needed to talk. So we took what was supposed to be a couple weeks off and ended up being five weeks off. Has it been that long? And and, and it's um, not. And it wasn't that we took the time off and like went on a boat or something. We basically have just been putting out fires. So if and I, yeah. I and I get that you, if you're small business owners, you get it. So that is what has happened. But we're, we're back. We're fine. We're okay. We are excited. And actually, today I'm very excited. Yes. We're going to have a good friend of ours, Michelle Savolti, on. She she's involved in fundraising for a nonprofit. Yes. yes so it before is. you go and say, "Oh, let me listen to another podcast," I don't deal with nonprofits. Basically, just switch out the word fundraising with sales. Yes. I do. I believe when you go out and you invest in the community. When you uh, sow into the community, plant seed, as we say often in, in the church and different things, you grow, you grow something back. Yes. And uh, if your business is struggling, if your business is not where it's supposed to be, and Lord knows, it, for most of us, it isn't right now. Um, I believe giving is a big, big key yes. to helping you. And so mm -hmm. you might say, "Well, I can't give any money to a nonprofit." No, but are you somebody who does graphics? Maybe you could offer your services for free to a nonprofit in town. Or are you a really good business leader? Maybe you should sit, start putting your name out there that I would love to help you on your board of directors and help fundraise. There are many, many ways to do without 
handing out a check. I really believe in that. I believe it's the reason we are the success we are now. And uh, so it's important to me. So that's my two cents of advice. Back in back in the saddle again here at the Marketing Media Company uh, Welcome headquarters. back. Welcome, Welcome back. back. So 2020 has been a... Crappy? Crappy, bad... Probably half of our clients at Ondo Media have been our nonprofits. We work with a lot of nonprofits, helping them communicate their fundraising needs on video, for either for presentations at fundraising events or for uh, social media. And uh, they've been they've been kicked in the gut quite a bit. And so today we wanted to, to help out. So if you're if you're involved in the, with a nonprofit, if maybe you're on the board of a nonprofit or you help out a nonprofit, listen and share this with your friends. Because I've got a, a great friend with us, Michelle Zavoldi, and she is the senior corporate relations with the Greater Cleveland Food Bank. Michelle, how are you doing today? Hi, very good. How are you guys? We're doing fine. So when you're working, it's it's corporate relations, but a lot of your job is development, which is aka fundraising. Correct. How has 2020 been for you? Well, (laughs) 2020 has been a pill. A pill. I'm going to write that one down. Oh, I like that. That's what my (laughs) nursery school teacher used to call me. That's a really nice way to say it. I mean, is it is it a complete, you know, dumpster fire for you guys or has it been? No, you know, I mean, nonprofits across the board. Yes, it has been awful. Um, But because the food bank is like a health and human services nonprofit, those nonprofits are doing well because, um, you know, the media, I'm sure you've seen, has really done a lot of footage on the cars lined up all over the country waiting for a box of food every week. Um, and you know, we're all human there. People should not be hungry. Right. I mean, like we, people should not have to look for food. No, not in so. this great United States. I know Michelle no. for years and I've worked with nonprofits literally since I was a teenager. And, um, I know the rule of thumb has always been, and it, this sounds reverse of what it should be when the economy is doing better, nonprofits typically don't. And when the economy has a recession or a big dip, like we've gone through, Nonprofits typically do better because people are just more compassionate. How have you, you find that to be true and how's it worked this year? Well, typically that would probably be a true statement. However, 2020 is like the perfect storm. Like, and it's like a tsunami because, you know, you first you have COVID and then you have um, an election year and now, and then you're going to have economic hardships. So it's just this crazy storm of, junk that is really just keeps bashing everybody like so how have you handled it like in your new role or not new but newish role there with the food bank knowing that food is such a key thing right now for people how Mm -hmm. how has that impacted your need and how you've addressed that need we used to have monthly distributions to give you an idea where we would serve between 800 and a thousand households after COVID happened, and especially when people were waiting for like stimulus checks and some assistance from the government, Mm -hmm. the need was huge. And so we had to change over to a weekly distribution and we had to move to the Muni lot where the Cleveland Browns have their tailgating Mm -hmm. for a larger space because we were serving every single week, probably anywhere from 2,500 to 2,700 households every single week. And and you're probably also on top of that dealing with the new regulations and don't touch and don't... Six feet and all that fun stuff. Exactly. I mean, so what happened too, if even from the other spectrum that is very important for a nonprofit is volunteering. And so when that happened, all the volunteering had to stop. 
So luckily for the food bank, and this happened for food banks across the state of Ohio, is the National Guard stepped in oh, and took that's the awesome. place of volunteers. And actually, they're still at our location. They're still there probably through the end of the year, which has been a huge help. Because, you know, it the volunteers, they save us so much money on on salaries sure. and staff and stuff. So they're a very, volunteers are so valuable. We can look at the past as much as we want. The, the, the times have changed. We do have, I think, a new reality. And, and as I look at the twenty at twenty twenty one, are there things we've learned in a crisis, Michelle? What have you learned? You know, as far as like you just mentioned, communication and so many so many things switched to Zoom and being online and social media just became a raging river of posts and stuff. What are some of the things that you guys adapted with, with your nonprofit to get the word out? In my prior life, I've done a lot of marketing for many, many years. And I've always, always said development and marketing go hand in hand. And so um, now more than ever, marketing is going to be extremely important. And we've done a lot of projections and looking at things. I mean, I think it's going to be a long time before things get better. We may have a vaccine, but I think Mm -hmm. that Consumer and donor trust is going to take some time to come back into play. I think Mm -hmm. that um, the economy is probably going to suffer for a while. So, you know, giving is going to be a little slower to come back. But Mm -hmm. if you have a really strong um, message, a strength-based message across the board, Mm -hmm. and I don't mean, you know, just like, oh, we're going to do it. But I mean, like, a strong in your relationships, making sure that you're really talking to your donors and your volunteers and your community, the media, you know, making sure that everybody is kind of in the know as to what the need is, what you're doing, how they're helping, inviting them to join a movement, to, to be part of something bigger, to make a bigger difference in their own community. When, you know, when you really start telling people that they can help make a difference and make the place that they live a better place, I think that's powerful. And I think that people will try to, to pull it together to help. You mentioned marketing, mm-hmm. and for a lot of people, when they do development, it's fundraising. But how do you see marketing different than fundraising? Because I see this as a as a big issue that most nonprofits don't think about. They think about the fundraising communication, but they don't look at the marketing. How do you define those? Well, definitely, when people nowadays are just way too savvy. I mean, the, the internet makes yeah. us be able to research anything, yeah. and information. So you want to make sure that your your marketing is first consistent across the board. So that would include whatever you're putting in your email messaging, whatever you're putting in your, a flyer that you put together on your website. If you want to do a video, if you want to do social media and have images, that all has to be consistent and your message has to be strong and clear across the board. So there's, so that when people look at you, they know exactly what you're doing, how they can help, how it's going to make a difference. And people look at things, all, all different types of things. Some people are just social media people. Some people are just visual. So they just want to see it in a video. Some people still want to read or hold a piece of paper. So you want to make sure it's, it's consistent across the board because that's the strength. That's your strength messaging. That's absolutely true. And I keep saying how the people consume your media is different. Some, mm-hmm. you know, if I, I can't go through McDonald's and order a T-bone steak and a souffle. <laughs> you're consuming fast food because you're on the go and you're doing the thing versus if you go to a Cameron Mitchell or a fancy five-star, you know, you're sitting down and you're consuming things at a, at a different rate. And media, I, I, social media, I think is the same way. There are the quick Instagram, hey, we're here and here's a fact 
versus a, a, maybe a three-minute fundraising video, which is more like a steak where you're really getting to paint a picture for someone. Well, it goes back to everything you've always said. It's about an experience. Oh, yes. You've I said all, that. That was you have, good. He has said that okay. before. It's about an experience. And I guess that's a question I want to throw out is having attended these fundraisers with John over the years and... And now you can't do that right. physical in person. What have you done to adapt to that for this year or looking into next year? Yeah, we, we definitely had to make some changes very quickly. So basically, um, when the governor shut everything down and said what only groups of 10 could get together, we had in like three weeks after that, we were going to have our market at the food bank event that was going to have hundreds of people there. We already had food vendors lined up. We had entertainment lined up. You know, everything was ready to go. So... One of our big words this year, which I think will continue into 2021, is to be flexible and mm, be yes, nimble yes. because we um, had to make changes on the fly. We had to pivot very, very fast. Sure. Um, so, you know, in the fundraising world um, and with in marketing, what it goes with it is sponsorships. So I, I'm in charge of a lot of sponsorships through events. And with those sponsorships comes, comes marketing benefits, whether it's web, whether it's signage, being in the program, being a part of the video. Um, so I had to go once they figured out what they were going to do and we changed it to a virtual event and it was called market at home instead of at the food bank. Um, and we made the conscious decision to probably not make as much money in ticket sales or, um, auction items, but we really wanted to, to help our community as well and, um, encourage people to go to these, um, restaurants that were going to help provide food for us. So, um, nice. Yeah, luckily, was this, was this a Zoom thing or was it, it just a, it was a, a through, campaign? It was a Facebook Live week long event. So, oh wow! Okay. Yeah, and so we had it every single night. We featured a different restaurant um, each night. We had sponsors that sponsored the night each night, um, and then as a benefit, instead of getting tickets to eat the food, we bought tickets to give to our um, sponsors with the you know the expense dollars that we had for the event. So they were able to order from these restaurants. So it, the restaurants really appreciated it. We made money. All the sponsors, um, except for maybe three or four, decided to stay on the uh, um, the event. The other ones wanted their dollars to go to the COVID relief fund, so we didn't lose any money, okay. which was nice. very, very, I was That's very thankful. Yeah, um, definitely. And the event was fun. You know, I mean, you really have to watch when you're going to do a virtual event. You don't want to like, you know, everybody's zooming all day long now, like. Yeah, we don't want like video burnout, like screen, you know, chatting burnout. And so you really got to be mindful of how long your event is, what you're doing. Um, We found that like a lot of virtual demonstrations, a cooking class or a mixology class or, you know, and do an exercise class with somebody. If they're doing something while they're watching, it's a little bit more interesting and people will buy tickets to do that kind of a thing. I mean, John and I attended, I mean, right out of the gate, he found something and we were doing whiskey tastings, which you're thinking to yourself, how do you do a whiskey tasting online? Well, if you're whiskey-aholics like we are, well, you have all the things. And so now you just get to learn about it. It And and it was an experience. And it It was was an experience. Mm -hmm. And we didn't have to worry about driving. Yeah, that and and we also did for some of our um, recipes that we did, we sent everybody what ingredients they needed to get so they could either Mm -hmm. order it and had it shipped or go get it and then they could make it right there, you know, and have it. How so you should, fun. should do a cupcake thing. Oh, yeah, that's oh, a great fun, idea. Fun. Ooh. Great idea. And, the, and the other thing you really need, and I know that John will totally understand, but, you know, you need good video. Like if you're going to, if people are going to be oh, sitting, you got to watch something that's going to tell a good story, that's going to tear at the heartstrings a little bit, that's going to really show what the mission of the organization is so that people feel a connection. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I think now, because we've been doing this for, which feels like 500 years, but only six months. Literally. But I think people are kind of like getting used to this way of working. Um, there are people who do not like the, what I refer to as the hoity-toity events. Nope. They would rather just cut a check and and not deal with it. Mm-hmm. But there is something about if I can do it from home and and still network a little bit. That's yeah. that's a neat new option we yeah. haven't had in the past. Yeah. So I you know I don't think it's you know when people say oh this has changed forever and we're never going back. No 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 it's. It's going to be a hybrid model, I yeah. think. Yeah, I agree. Michelle, you gave me a couple points here. We talked about events a little bit and retooling yeah. events, but you mentioned about sharing stories. Tell me a little bit about the must-haves in 2021 fundraising that you're looking at. Yeah, well, you definitely need to have you know, a, a library. And a, you know, depending on how big your nonprofit is, your library could be five great stories or it could be 50 great stories. But you really need to, to hone in on whatever it is that your mission does and in a story of how you, the mission really helped this family, individual, co- business, whatever it is that, that you know, this mission helps. Um, and you need to make sure that you're sharing that story in all of your markets. Moving forward, I think that things need to be done with being genuine and being yes. having compassion. I really think we did a whole study with Feeding America about how compassion fundraising is going to kind of be the next wave because you really need to be not only just passionate about what you do, but you need to show compassion, not even for just what you do and who you do it for, but compassion for that donor that is giving money because they could choose anybody that they want. So really being compassionate about what you're doing, but also who you're doing it with. There needs to be a really great story in there. There needs to be a way to show that if you give, you know, this money, this is the difference that you're going to make for Mm -hmm. this person or this animal or this, you know, organization. People want to see results. People want to be part of a winner. I know one of the struggles I've dealt with many times with, with nonprofits uh, is that they will sit back and say, well, we, we actually are doing pretty good right now. So we feel a little embarrassed asking for more, more, and I'm like, you know what? Let's just let's just be Americans for a minute. Americans love a winner. Mm-hmm. People want to support a winner. Do you want to support uh, the American Red Cross because they've got things going to every hurricane and everything? Or do you want to support a nonprofit that, yeah, our truck broke down and we need a new one? Well, I'm gonna. I want my money to go somewhere where it's having an impact. So yeah, mm-hmm. I. You support a winner, and you need to show yeah. yourself as a winner. And if you're doing well, don't be embarrassed to say, hey, we're doing great, and we're expanding our outreach, or we're expanding exactly. our things. So, more, right. Yeah, we're doing great, and the more we give, the more reach we can make. Absolutely. That's right. Further and, we can go. I mean, this year is the perfect example of something can happen that nobody would ever predict or expect that would rock your entire world. So yep. there's nothing yep. wrong with planning for an unforeseen situation. Exactly. You mentioned personal contact, and that that could go across the board as being one of the keys. What what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so we haven't had much. Which, <laughs> you know, not physically. Not because we don't want to. We miss people. You know, like mm-hmm. I like human beings. I like to like talk to people and actually sit and have coffee together and stuff. So but you know, right now in this world it is very virtual, but but we're finding ways to make it personal and feel personal. You know, we're um, taking that compassionate, personal approach by asking them, instead of um, asking them for their time or their dollars or wherever, we're asking them for their advice. We're mm. asking them how things, how they're doing. Like, how did this affect you? How did this affect your job, your company, 
your family? Like, are you doing okay? You know, so how how are you doing that? Are you doing that on like Instagram, or are you doing it on social media, or or direct um, mail? How- most of it is really do is personal personal connection, personal wow. communication, and so. You know, when you do have really great messaging, branding, mm. you know, you're creating personal relationships with your donors and your volunteers and, and you can start to talk to them about, you know, regular stuff and just check in. And, you know, in this world, most people aren't in the office, so mailing something is harder. So it's a lot of email, although I'm already finding that when you're emailing a lot of attachments, it goes to wherever. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> so, never, um, never land. You know, I, we I do a lot that. of like, I think a website and like backend pages of a website that aren't live that can maybe house some PDFs and documents. Mm-hmm. And then you can share a link to that page so that people can see documentation that you really would like to share with them is probably going to be a good way to go if you have a lot. Um, but, you know, and, and then, you know, in our, in our messaging, we definitely, um, we created a, just a short little video it does not even need to be long. And it's one of those, like, it's not a, it's not a John Undo production, that's for sure, no. <laughs> but it is, you know, like a, a more of an organic, you know, easy social share. And it was a, of our um, distribution and it was like just snippets of delivering, giving food and people would open their trunks and put it in. People have masks on, people were holding thank you signs in their windows. And yes. it was just a thank you to the community, to, you know, the National Guard who helped us to um, volunteers you know, who would come in and help. And it just showed that, um, you know, we are a tough city that comes together at a really rough time. And it resonated yeah. with a lot of people. I, I imagine. I, do, are you doing the same amount of social posts, more, less, or is more strategic? I mean, has that changed at all for in this? Well, that, I mean, I'm, my, I'm in part of that um, big umbrella of, of communication, but that's not my direct. Yeah. Um, if I were doing it, I probably would be doing it more. Um, sure. But, you know, they definitely have a calendar that they follow. There are different things that they uh, promote. Um, you know, they're not just, they're talking to our clients as well. Sure. Uh, so letting them know information on how and where and when they can get the food. And a lot of times if you, like, especially for churches and stuff, if you tell them what you did with the money or show them what their mm-hmm. dollars were able to do, you don't even have to ask for money because then people will see that and they'll want to, they'll want Continue to. It. Oh, for Absolutely. sure. So tell us how to, how uh, people can get involved with the greater Cleveland or whatever food bank well, uh, they're near there. I mean, definitely for anybody who's outside of Ohio, if you go to feeding America, um, feeding America is the, the kind of main hub of all of the food, food banks all across the United States. So if you don't live in Ohio, but like where you guys are in Columbus, you have the mid Ohio food bank, which is a yes. really amazing food. Really bank good. That does great things. In, in Northeast Ohio, we've got the Greater Cleveland Food Bank. There's Akron has a food bank. I mean, there's various food banks all over because, I mean, that just tells you the need is so great. Yeah. So, you know, if anybody would l- like to get involved, um, you know, greatercleavenfoodbank.org, there is a slew of things. I mean, if you like to volunteer, we have safe volunteer opportunities. Obviously, if you like to give, we're coming up on the holiday season. So this holiday season is going to be even more of a need than ever before. Um, we have people coming to our food bank who have never used a food bank before in their lives. Yeah. So, and if you are someone who is listening and that you are in need, because that was something that I have literally never thought about it. I mean, I've talked to a few people and it's like, I wouldn't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. Like I, if I was in need, I wouldn't even know where to go. So where would you recommend if there is somebody who may be out there listening, mm-hmm. whose small business has been suffering, 
and is too proud to go or doesn't even know where to go? Mm-hmm. Well, well, what in, would you tell In them? Cleveland at our food bank, we have a help center. So if you go on our website, greatercleveland.foodbank.org, um, you will click on the, how can you help? There's a help center that you can call, you can email, and they literally will connect you to any type of service that you need. We have agencies that we work with that they can direct you to, you know, they work with um, SNAP benefits so that you can get um, food that way. We've done a lot of stuff with schools. I mean, when, when you um, think about how the kids didn't go to school for so long, there's some yep, kids yeah. who didn't get meals because school yes. wasn't happening. School was their food. Yep, so, you know, the need is great. Um, the opportunities are, are a lot. And it, and, you know, each food bank is different because it's very community based. Um, but if you look at, look up your local food bank, you will definitely be surprised that how great of a need every community has. Well, Wonderful. Mich- Michelle, I, I, again, you are, you could be doing work for a fortune 500 and, wow. and, and rolling around in a Bugatti and all that fun <laughs> stuff, but you, Can it be you love, <laughs> But you love yes. you love working with nonprofits and helping people, and and you're my favorite kind of person because oh, you do that. So God bless you, and thank we, we thanks for taking some time on the show today. Yeah, and, definitely, super. And fun. Uh, we'll have links on the, in our info page here that you, if you want to find out more to get involved, we encourage you to do so. All right. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for letting me help create some awareness. It's, it's important. Wow, that was a uh, that was great information from Michelle today, and like we said at the beginning of the show. Uh, give. If you are somebody right now that you don't have enough business, uh, consider can you help uh, a nonprofit that you're involved in, a church. Uh, we're working with a good friend right now who is working uh, with the, a group that's helping to bring an end or help uh, bringing women out of sex trafficking. And she is passionate about it and she's doing that work. So whatever the case may be, if your business isn't uh, if you're not busy, then you know what? Give and, and figure out a way you can. I, I believe that's key to success. I would agree. Uh, so uh, if you are new to us, thank you for listening. Please share us, subscribe to us. We have a Facebook page and we have a uh, an Instagram page. Yes. And I'll be honest, we, we have been off for a few weeks. We are getting that geared back up. I do not have the website yet. I'm working on it. We're going to get a website. I think you'll survive for now. We, we will survive. It's just a very busy season for us, and I'm grateful for that. But if you want to find out more about our businesses, my business is called Ondo Media, ondomedia.com. We do filmmaking, fundraising, documentaries, podcast production. And if you are in the central Ohio area and you yes. have a sweet tooth, angelscustomcupcakes.com. Uh, she does custom cakes, but she's really good at custom cupcakes. But for some reason, everybody seems to want a custom cake. I'm just really good at all of it. That's the problem. She's really good at all of it, <laughs> but she really would do better if she could just just do the cupcakes. I, I do fine at all of it. <laughs> because when she tells me I have to do a cake this weekend, well, I'll see you later. Kind of, sort of, yeah. I'm just going to be in the garage working on the Miata because there's yep. n- we're not going to be, I won't be seeing you. Not for a little while. So again, thanks for listening and thanks for joining us. And whatever you've got going on, please keep living the dream. Connect with John and Angel via Facebook and Instagram and let us know your thoughts. Marketing Media and Cupcakes is a production of Ondo Media.